0: Hello, and welcome back to the Rise of the Rune Lords. It's me, DM Clinton, and we are here with the Warriors of Light investigating now the Vault of Greed. Say hello to Aiden, who is playing Vraskin. Eh, I'm a dragon. Nathan is playing Reeton. Gold, gold, gold! Connor is playing Hugo.
1: Oh, it smells so much better out here. Wait, no, Reeton, stay over there.
0: And Alex is playing Aristotle. I'm a Wookiee. <laughs> the team is left the rune forge proper area, the central area, and has moved on to the Vaults of Greed, where they are traveling down a long passage.
2: I'm going to re-uptick. Shield, Bone Fist, and Spell Resistance. Okay. Re up Mirror Image as well. So, another die for. I got a one on the dies. Yay.
1: Aristotle, are you doing the same? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do Shield
3: and uh, Mirror Image.
1: As we're going down this corridor and buffing ourselves, Hugo's going to go and pull out the notes, that journal that had the information about here. He's holding it upside down, so as long as nobody tells him, he'll never know. But he goes over and he describes, all right, when we come across a sparkly green dusk, we need to remember that holding our breath could help, and we know for a fact that there's stone golems that we're going to encounter here.
0: There is also Orticon, the Mithril Mage, here. The notes say he has transformed his body into
1: Mithril.
4: Yes. Uh, Does somebody want to slap my ass and put fly on me?
1: I will slap your ass.
4: I'm 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 not feeling like I'm flying.
3: <laughs>
4: don't do that in front of the others, Hugo.
1: Does anyone wonder if you remember what level spell fly is? Is it third? Yeah. Oh that's why. I don't actually know fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> he
1: just literally just slapped your ass. I can give myself fly. I'll, I'll
2: slap your ass again. Thanks. Remember, you are still under the effect of heroism. Okay, perfect, perfect.
0: You're currently traveling down a 10-foot wide corridor. You see it ends in a wall with a door at the end of the corridor, approximately uh, 60 to 65 feet from your position.
4: I'm gonna move up here, Mm -hmm. seeing if I notice anything. I'll be flying up
2: as well.
0: Well, what you see is a large iron door studded with dozens of colorful gemstones. Although the door appears to have no latch, a depression in the center contains a keyhole. Interesting.
4: Do we have a key? Anybody have a key? I thought we had a key
3: somewhere. I got this dildo-shaped key in this bag here.
4: I don't think that the dildo's gonna work, Aristotle. Stop trying to put it in random holes.
3: Oh, okay. I'm
1: telling you, we never should have gone to that lust place. It was a bad idea.
4: It really was. Was Aristotle even there?
1: No. Nope.
2: You just found the random dildos in the bags. Thought oh, it was yeah.
1: entertaining, and we let
2: him have it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a morale enhancement device.
1: <laughs> Every time he saw it, he giggles. But then again, he usually giggles.
2: <laughs> so what keyhole? I actually don't know if we have any keys, do we?
1: Not that I recall. Not that I have in my inventory.
4: Um, same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't have taken anything. I would have thought that that would have been put in the party inventory. Hey, oh, um,
3: I'm checking the party treasured. Can you guess what's at the very top of the list? Is it a, oh, a key? A key! This is all the details we have.
4: <laughs> a key. Aristotle, put that key
2: in that hole. <laughs> I actually don't know what that key's from. I guess it depends on when it was put in the party list. So. I'm going to back up and let
4: Aristotle put that key in that hole.
3: There's no way anything bad would happen from this.
4: That's why I'm
2: backing
1: up. I'll actually do the same. I'll take my friend Reeton's advice.
2: Do you want me to do it, Aristotle? You're a lot more likely to die than I am if it's trapped.
3: Uh, If you insist.
2: I mean, you both have mirror images.
3: I'm blinking, too. Oh,
2: well, you're blinking. Never mind. Go (laughs) (laughs) All
3: right, I'm going to take out this key that I've never seen before. I just found it. Stick it into the keyhole. The moment you touch it, the door slams against
0: the north wall. You need to make a DC 24 reflex save to avoid being crushed. Okie dokie. The party members see that the door has a, a piston behind it. And I got a 28. You take half of the 12 die 10
1: bludgeoning damage. I'll take half of that, actually. hmm All things considered, I think Aristotle is the right choice.
2: Yeah. So,
1: good call on backing up, Reed, and I took, I'm glad I took your advice.
3: <laughs>
1: a lot of 10s on the dice. Oh, shit. 60 points of
0: damage. That's the full damage, yes. Okay, I'll take 15. Sounds great. The door retracts and locks into place with a hiss and a click.
2: All right, so I don't think that's the way to go.
0: Would you like to touch it again, Aristotle? No,
3: oh, dude, that shit hurt.
2: <laughs> I have an idea. How long did it
4: take
0: before the door shut? In one round. So it's about six seconds.
4: All right, so here's my idea. Connor, or uh, the, the Hugo... Get one of your creatures to get the door open, and we rush through the door. Wait, hold up.
2: Aristotle, move back from there. I'm going to reach the door. I'm going to tap the door and watch it slam in front of me. Okay. And, like, retract my arm before it, you know.
0: Okay, I'll grant you a plus four bonus to the reflex save as it slams forward, possibly catching you.
2: Twelve.
0: You make a miscalculation and get slammed against the far wall as it catches your garments and slams you against the wall.
1: Hugo's going to put an arm on Raskin's shoulder and say, Gentlemen, if I may be so bold, I propose uh, we use tools. And he's going to pull out those immovable
2: rods. Oh, wait, actually, that's not a bad idea. When the piston slams open, like the door slams open, is there like a way to go past the door?
0: There is, however, it is filled with machinery that houses the pistons and gears that retract the piston and reset the trap. Okay. Raskin takes 70 points of damage.
2: Uh, 60 with stone skin. Oof, sorry about that, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what it is. It hurts, doesn't
0: it, man? Uh,
2: I did the calculations, but damn am I bad at math. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so we have a room filled with gears that retract the piston and resets it. Would anyone else like to test this door?
4: I mean, I'm going with the idea of using one of the elementals, as sacrificial lamb, and then maybe do one of those rods and put it in place so the door can't slam shut.
1: I was especially thinking the latter part on there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not against using a lamb, but I'm wondering if there's not a better solution to this puzzle.
4: Can anybody do a ranged touch? Yeah. Or or like an arrow, shoot an, shoot an arrow at it, and then... Have it slam open, put the piston in the place. Honestly, we could probably hit it with almost
2: anything. Here, let's all back up so that we can't be caught by it, and then I can shoot an orb of acid at it.
1: Hugo's going to throw his dagger at it, his uh, returning dagger.
4: That sounds good. That sounds like a better plan.
1: Kink. You throw the, the dagger, returning
0: dagger. As soon as it touches the door, the door slams against the far wall and then slowly retracts, well, slowly, quickly retracts back into place.
1: I'm going to place both of these rods such that it would prevent the piston from moving and try again to see what happens. Mhm. Click, click. The rods remain. Okay.
0: You place the rods in place, not touching the door, I assume. Okay? It requires a DC 30 to push the rods any distance. It's a DC 30 strength check.
1: I throw dagger.
0: All right. The door's strength check is 28, so it slams against the immovable rod, cannot open. And then it retracts after it's complete.
4: We have to wait until it slams open before we put the rod in.
1: All right, th- let's do that then. Recall the rods. Somebody want to set them while they throw the dagger for the sake of fair action economy?
4: Yeah. Someone who's not me. I mean, I can do it, I guess, if you want to move out of the way, Aristotle. Now I'm uh, Hugo and I are next to each other. He's going to throw the dagger. I am then going to lean in and set the rod. You
0: need to be five feet closer, Reeton.
4: I don't want to be hit by the
0: exactly okay now you are within range to do that all right ready would my
4: trap sense would my trap sense work for this your trap sense
0: yes you know there's a trap there oh hey yeah. wait a second you notice that there's something else going on with this door you feel air flowing through the like is there hairline cracks
4: hey are there cracks over there I don't want to go there throw, throw your dagger at the wall at the far wall there
1: that true dagger Do you need me to roll damage no it bounces off
4: tink do i can i roll a perception to see i did and you
0: discovered that there is a secret door at the end but you didn't pick up on my clues
4: i guess i'll have to roll to see if there's like a a mechanism like a
0: you don't detect any mechanisms oh wait you do find the secret catch yes i apologize
4: do not throw that do not throw that dagger at that door i'm gonna pull that well wait before i pull the catch I would like to make a perception roll to see if there's another trap.
1: Yes, sir. Could I put the immovable rods as a buffer between Reeton and the piston?
0: In fact, that's exactly where they are right now.
1: I'm just going to leave those right there.
0: You don't discover anything else, Reeton. Just the secret door.
4: All right, I'm pulling the latch.
0: All right. The wall slides away and you see another passageway. There's some torchlight lighting the way. Some of the gems that stud this passageway Gold tile flooring. These gems glow with a light.
1: I bet that looks amazing.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, let's go in, boys. I'm going 60 feet in and waiting for
0: my friends to catch up. This section of tunnel is uh, of polished wood inlaid with silver and gold runes and stretches for at least 100 feet before ending in a wall of greenish mist, sparkling with silver motes of light.
4: Ah, oh, man. I wish I remembered stuff.
1: Hugo reminds everyone what the journal said. We could hold our breaths to help while passing through the mist.
2: Do you want to heal us first? Hugo pulls out his wand. I think all of us are kind of injured.
1: All right, gentlemen, prepare your butts.
3: I have some wands that I'll attempt to use myself, but I have to roll for it. That's a DC what, 25? 20. I believe wands are always flat 20. Yes. Okay. That's going to be a 29.
0: All right, you succeed.
3: That's going to be a measly three points of damage. All right. I have a bunch of wands in my possession, so I figure I might as well try using them.
0: While you're doing that, does anyone know the ancient language of Thassalon? Yes, I do. You notice that the runes that are etched and inlaid with silver and gold are Thassalonian runes, runes, I'm sorry, carved into the walls, and they describe the works of Karzug and extol his gifts in the art of
3: transmutation. Well, dude, guys, there's like this dude, and his name was Karzug, and... It says, like, uh, transmutation. He was all about that kind of stuff, guys.
0: Okay, there are some things that you can find about Karzug. Karzug was the rune lord of greed. While he was himself an Aslanti human, he was a powerful man indeed. Said to be the most gifted manipulator of transmutation magic in all of Thassalon and to have lived for hundreds of years. He ruled a region called Shalast, part of the ancient empire of Thassalon over 10,000 years ago. Tarzook's armies were composed primarily of giants who followed his every command. The giants were ruled by towering monsters known as Rune Giants, who were themselves Rune Lord Pawns. Rhetan remembers seeing a statue of one at the top of Creek Mountain.
4: Oh yeah, was that the one with the giant Sahedrin medallion on?
0: Yeah, it had a monstrous Sahedrin medallion that was six feet in diameter on its chest.
4: Yep, and we removed it, and it, it disintegrated. I remember. It was good
1: times. Perhaps it wasn't a statue. Ominously foreboding.
4: Uh, no, honestly, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a statue, yeah.
0: It
1: was 40 feet tall. Oof. That's a gargantuan giant.
0: Karzug counted other powerful creatures as his allies as well, such as blue dragons, eerie denizens from the Nightmare Realm of Leng. Hint, hint. Blood-drinking outsiders known as Scarlet Walkers, and immense Lamia Haridans who towered over most giants. This is all information you're seeing inlaid in the walls. Karzug focused his magic on the school of transmutation, magic associated in Thessalonian times with the virtue of wealth. Under his reign though, this virtue of rule became more associated with the sin of greed. Among the Rune Lords, his master of greed magic was uncontested, yet in the schools of illusion and enchantment related to the sins of pride and lust, his skills had atrophied greatly. Many believed that weapons infused with illusion and enchantment magic known as dominant weapons would be particularly potent against Karzu. Yet no record
3: of someone attacking the Rune Lord with such a weapon exists.
1: It says all of that in those runes.
3: Mm-hmm. And I very crappily explained that to the rest of the party with okay. like lots of stuttering. And like, I'm not really sure what this one says.
0: There's more. Karzug warred with his neighbors, but none so more so than Elaznist, the Rune Lord of Wrath and ruler of Bakra Khan. Between their nations along a ridge known as the Rasp, Karzug built immense sentinel statues to watch over Bakra Khan, while Elaznist built towers called hellfire flumes to prevent Karzug's armies from invading. Citizens of both nations worried that the war between Karzug and Elasnist would soon escalate to the point where they would bring the end of the world. As Karzug and Elasnus wars intensified, and as wars between the other Rune Lords threatened more than just their armies, the Rune Lords devised methods in which they could escape the world and enter a state of suspended animation so they could ride out the cataclysms. In theory, their surviving minions would then waken them to reclaim their empires once the cataclysms had ended. That is the end of the information.
4: You got all that off of those hieroglyphics? That's
3: weird. Yeah, there's just a lot of information here, man. I'm not even know if I don't know if I even understand all of it. Hugo points to that part about the minions and
1: points out that one of them looks just like that weirwood that y'all showed me the remains of. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
4: Well. Uh, I'm going to fly up. Well, actually, are you guys done healing? Anybody healing
2: me? Huh? And
1: nobody exposed their butts to me. I got the wand in hand if you're ready.
2: I'm literally in a square adjacent to you.
1: With his uh, pants down.
2: Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, more cloak raised and tail exposed. <laughs> Aristotle,
1: get so the dildo. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: give you 16 hit points over five boops. Do you want more? The,
2: the, yes. He needs more.
1: Uh, another 16 hit points over another five boops. I, I give this wand a good heart shake, and I try to get the magic out of it.
2: Okay, that should be okay for now.
3: I, I got plenty more.
2: I think Aristotle's trying to give you a couple boops.
3: I'm trying to get myself a couple boops and failing.
2: Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, okay. well, you got two. Here, let's have you yeah, focus on healing Reden for a bit. And
3: then... There
1: are missed chances with wands. I insist. I, it's, it's no sweat for me to do it. There are missed chances, so I think it's...
0: <laughs> yeah. Failing by five or more. Yeah, I failed one if it's 15. You're not activating blindly. Failing a roll does not expend a charge. Fail by 10 or more. All right, that's not going to happen. Okay, so you're fine.
3: Yeah, I have a static of 12, so I can't miss by 10 or more. Okay, no mishaps. Okay, that's good to know. All
1: right, I got 10 charges off my wand for Braskin. All right, thank you.
0: Okay, anything further? Not for me. At the end of this gold and silver inlaid tunnel... You see the green mist. I'm
4: going to go up near the green mist. I'm still 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. And we can't see through. Can anybody see through you the mist? You cannot see through that. I think somebody can.
2: Can I sense anything on the other side? One sense, no. 30 feet. Okay.
4: All right, guys. Here's what I'll do. <sighs> I don't like this idea, but I'm going to hold my breath. And I'm going to try to go through.
1: Tell us all you're okay when you make it out.
0: Okay. All right. Go ahead and move. I'm holding my breath. I'm moving 30 feet through the mist. Take a five-foot step into the mist. Attempt a fortitude save, plus four for holding your breath. Okay, 33. You succeed. Okay.
4: I'm going to go through the mist another 20 feet. I see something there. Yes. My sword is drawn, by the way. And I'm going to, as a free action, say, "Uh, there's winged creatures here. Hurry up.
0: The chamber is paved with ivory tiles, each one engraved with a silver rune depicting what appears to be a claw gripping a gemstone. The walls and ceiling are of polished marble. A large silver basin in the center of the room contains an icy sculpture of a whale spraying crystal clear water from its blowhole. The water cascades around it to keep the basin full, but never quite overflowing. All right. Um, There are some creatures flitting about. These creatures look like little humanoids with wings. They're blue, and uh, they they've flitter in and out of the water of the pool. Do they look threatening? No, but they, they say things in Aquan. Oh, I
4: can't understand
2: Aquan. And then
0: they, they say things, point at you, and then titter and laugh.
2: Can we hear them through the uh, mist? Let's see if you can. Okay. Uh,
0: no, you don't hear. You just hear uh, high-pitched tittering, but you're not sure what. Did they hear me say
4: that there are things over here? Because I yelled at.
0: They hear a, a, it seems like the mist
4: muffles sound. Okay, so I'm going to move down a little bit to make room for when my friends come through the mist.
2: Okay, who's next? I will fly through, uh, holding my breath. Fortitude save, plus four. I do have spell resistance up. I don't know if that matters or not.
0: That won't matter.
2: Okay. 25 plus four, 29.
0: 29 is successful.
2: Okay. And then I fly in, get out of the fog, <gasps> and you see small,
0: little creatures. Do you have uh, knowledge planes?
2: Yes, I do have knowledge planes as well. Thirty-five.
0: These are water mephits. It's uh, s- this small humanoid creature has thin, leathery wings, small horns, and mischievous smile. They speak Aquan, and they're small outsiders. They're usually found on the plane of water, and they're constant jokesters. The DC should be eighteen.
2: Yeah, blew it out of the water. How how many? Eighteen to thirty-five. seventeen.
0: Seventeen. So yes, four, three, three questions. three questions. No, make that four. Four.
2: Okay, I guess uh, spells.
0: Yeah, once per day they can summon more methods. They can shoot an acid arrow once per hour, and they can do stinking cloud once per day.
2: Okay, uh, like uh, defenses.
0: They have DR5 magic. Saves. Saves. Uh, fort plus two. Reflex plus five. Will plus
2: three. Okay. Uh, senses.
0: Senses. The dark vision of 60 feet.
4: Okay. Gotcha. So, okay. So these things aren't going to pose much of a threat no. if, if we were to get into combat with them.
0: But they might be have information. Right. And uh, you know Aquan for asking? Uh, I have tongues. Ooh, look, another group of fleshies come to slobber in our (laughs) pool.
3: Hugo or Aristotle? I'll go next. Okay, hold your breath. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm just going to cast Dimension Door and pop out on the other side.
0: Perfect. Okay, you evade the mist, and you see four water methods laughing, laughing. This one looks particularly dirty. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. Phew! Does we do we smell sewage? Oh no, yeah. they're really gonna mess up our pool for sure.
1: Alright, Hugo, you're next. Hugo's blind sense kicks off at 35 feet for Braskin and Reeton, and then he sees Aristotle poof in right at 30 feet at, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So he's going to fly just to the other side of this, which for him is 35 feet away right now. He's gonna okay. take a deep breath, getting a 31 on his fortitude save. You succeed. <sighs> No one is transformed.
2: Uh, Aristotle just have Dimension Door to all of us. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're good at problem solving.
2: Woo. Whatever.
4: (laughs) All right. So these guys don't seem like they're trying to kill us yet. That's pretty cool. I like that. Does anybody want to
0: talk to them? I wonder if they can even talk. They certainly don't speak the true language.
2: What would be the true language?
0: Ah, he speaks the true language. The language of the waves, the language of the currents, the language of the fish, the language of water. Perhaps he's not so stupid. He sure looks stupid. <laughs>
2: oh, that is very rude.
0: You guys are mean. Oh, mean. You want to talk about mean? Mean is the silver man. He keeps coming and hurt, casting hurtful spells at us.
2: The silver man?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, he casts many spells. Spells like he tries acid against us. It's useless. He disintegrated another, another says. He shoots magic prismatic
1: sprays everywhere.
0: He even reduced some of us to tiny size.
1: Been there before, my dude.
4: You can't speak, well, can you speak Aquaman?
1: I I could speak tongues.
4: Oh, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here and not know what's going on.
0: All you hear is drips, splashes, and, uh... He's, this silver man has killed dozens of our kind.
2: Well, we are here to kill him. So...
0: Ah, we would like that very much.
2: Do you think you can point us in the direction of them?
0: Hmm. Well, we we do know a lot more that there is a lot more of these fountains in the complex. And we can come and go. All the goldfish pools are linked together. And to that mist there. And that the biggest of the pools is made of magic. Let's see. There's up to the south. There's a pool. Watch out. The statues move. To the north, there's a pool as well. You can go either north or south. But you must pass by these goldfish pools. The goldfish are previous adventurers who have fallen prey. <laughs> They're so stupid. <laughs> Once you pass all them, you have to get through to the silver man. He is just beyond either to the north or to the south.
2: So you said that the statues move to the south. Is there anything? And to the
0: north, every pool has a statue and beware, they move.
2: Oh,
4: fantastic. What about this? I I understand you're translating, so what about this
0: statue? This statue does not move. It's it's just pretty.
2: Okay. Suddenly the statue moves. Roll for initiative. (laughs) Well, there's statues to either side, and at the end is the spellcaster. How do we want to handle this? What are the
0: statues are about? Like, what do they do? Oh, they move and attack anything that enters the
3: room.
2: My assumption is they're the stone golem.
3: You activate one, the others come as well. That's terrifying. Is there a way we can avoid doing that? Well, just don't be seen by them, perhaps. Cool. And then I'm going to cast Invisibility on myself. And it passed a spell failure check. <laughs> Fizzle. Yeah, but that would be that would be sad, wouldn't it? <laughs> so uh that's gonna be one minute per level so i got 15 minutes of invisibility or i I do an action Ooh, they all clap the little methods clap i'm gonna bow to them they don't notice
2: (laughs) actually that's not a bad idea i i don't have access to invisibility would you be able to cast it on the rest of us or do we have a wand for that
3: Yes, I can cast it on everybody.
4: Well, wand would still be better. Don't want
2: to waste all your spells. Yes, it would.
4: It would
3: yes. if we have a wand. Yes. Wand of Cure Light Wounds. Wand of Prayer. Wand of
1: Cure Light Wounds. I'm not seeing a invisibility in here, though. Yeah. Oh, I have a wand of Restoration. I need to remember that.
2: Yeah, I, I gave that to
1: you. I see why Harper was always complaining. This is a lot of wands.
3: Yeah,
2: I have a lot of wands, too,
3: <laughs> man. Yeah.
1: They're all on one janitor's ring.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, depending on how far it is, I could just use greater invisibility and just fly there. Remember, I've gotten stronger. Mm. I can move almost double y'all's speed.
0: If you gain the Mephits' trust through a diplomacy check, they might be able to give you more information.
4: Aristotle? I, I hear that's an Aristotle. Dope.
0: He disappeared. What now?
4: He's still here.
0: Yeah, you can smell him. <laughs> <laughs> The smell of flay leaf has not left the room.
4: smells like bong water. (laughs) Hugo gets a measly
1: 25 on his diplomacy check and he asks, uh, Okay. Well, surely you guys have been around here more often. Is there anything else that you think we should know? Or is there any help that you could give us? The golems don't bother us. We're
0: small.
2: Uh...
3: If you can be as small as we are, you might not attract its attention. I think Hugo can wild shape into a method. Aristotle, he's going to open his bag of holding, but none of you guys... Well, one of you see it. And he starts rummaging around, and you hear him mumbling. No, it's not that... No, no. Here it is. And then he pulls out a wand, but only again one of you see it. And he says, I think this is the one... It says reduce person on it. Do you think this might be useful, guys?
2: It might not shrink us small enough. That would make us, uh... That
4: would make us small.
0: These methods are small... But you need to be smaller than the Mephits.
4: We'd have to be diminutive. Hey, can you ask if they have the ability to turn us, like, diminutive?
0: No.
2: They don't? Okay.
0: It's tiny. Any creature larger than tiny. Okay. Any non-Mephit creature larger than tiny.
2: I think invisibility is going to be our best bet. Well, I mean, Hugo can turn into a Mephit, too, so... My concern is you not being able to cast magic.
1: Just a minute. And if I'm a method, I could still speak. Yes. And cast spells.
2: Well, if that's the case, then I'd say, you know, you wild shape Aristotle if you can turn re- and regular invisible. And then I'll just turn myself greater invisible. and We just rush through. We're all flying. Yeah, we can all, we can all go 60 feet.
3: Yeah, dude, I can do that.
2: I'll turn to the methods. And
3: for the first time, I fill my spell check. Yep. I'm going to try again. Yeah.
2: Wait, why do you have a what spell the... failure?
3: Because I'm blinking.
2: Oh. Right.
3: I could I could at any time say that I've stopped blinking, but I haven't, so. But that's the second failure. Yeah, two in a row. <laughs> Apparently, if I cast spells on other people, they don't work so well.
2: <laughs> One more time. Oh, there hey, we go.
4: perfect.
1: The methods start laughing. Yeah. Okay. Right.
2: Yeah, so turning to them, I'm going to ask them, do you have any idea how far away the magic man is?
0: Well, we don't bother going, but uh, you go either north or south, get past the first set of stone golems and their pools, pass the doors along the hallway, go into the second statue with fountain, and then either go south or north through the doors, and then you'll meet the Silverman.
2: Okay. Might be the best idea. Fly to the doors. One of you opens them, and you guys continue on. And then I in the back close the doors.
0: Once you trigger the stone golems, they—they they all know you're there, and they'll come to get you.
2: Well, if we're invisible, then they might not trigger them.
1: So Rean's invisible. Airstyle's invisible. Who else? I think Hugo was just going to become small enough to where they ignored him. Yeah. Okay.
2: I'm—I'm I'm waiting until we have a plan in place. To cast greater invisibility because that only lasts 12 rounds, right? Yeah, 13,
0: and you don't have regular invisibility,
2: correct? Actually, wait, I'm an idiot. Yep, I mean, <laughs> thanks, asshole. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually going to pull the uh, extend meta magic rod out.
1: There you go, that's using a noodle.
2: Yeah, I can use that for greater invisibility, that'll extend it even longer, so we should be good. So, north or south? I'm rooting north. All right. North it is. All right. going to cast greater invisibility on myself. Hugo
0: transforms using many forms
2: class feature.
1: After a small prayer to Haster, I'm going to walk over to the method who I was diplomatizing with earlier. I'm going to be like, hold on. I need to look closely at you for a second. And I'm going to become like the 1990s radical version of him. Like okay. spiky goatee. Right. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Definitely. Mohawk.
4: Jinkos. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> I got a corn shirt on.
0: <laughs> Studded leather wings. Yeah. Got a chain wallet. <laughs> okay. And uh, so we have rounds now. We need to adjudicate.
1: Okay. Uh, 14 minutes. And I could choose to do this every minute. All right. Round one it is. Okay. Ready.
2: All right. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Yep.
1: I need to know what fly speed that they have up to 90 feet. Good. They have...
0: Uh, the water methods actually don't have a fly speed they only have a swim speed
1: I'll need to activate my armor then well I guess we don't i don't need to be flying right now, do I
2: i mean i I plan on blitzing through I have ninety fly speed yeah I have sixty I have forty you
0: uh move up and round a corner, heading westward
2: so that's a singular move action to get to the first pool and you find the first fountain yeah yep I moved sixty feet so i 'm going to move another sixty feet yeah. and then i'm going to continue flying in.
0: In the center of the room, a fountain sprays water up toward the ceiling 30 feet above. The water cascades back into a pool in which colorful goldfish swim. The fountain features a nine-foot-tall stone statue of a human wizard holding a staff in one hand. The other hand is raised over his head, and it's from this hand's palm that the water issues. Interesting.
2: Okay, so 50 up to here.
0: Okay, you see a doorway on the north wall, south wall, another door in the north wall, and another door on the north wall. There's about, yeah, about 40 feet in between them or so. These are very large doors. It looks like to be a 15-foot wide... No, I'm sorry, 10... 7-foot seven, seven wide corridor or so. I'm going to
4: whisk Because I, I ended up right next to him. I don't know exactly where he's at because I can't see.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll just put a hand on your chest.
4: Oh, hey. I'm going to whisper and say, we shouldn't open any of these
1: doors yet.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And and Hugo, what size did you turn yourself into?
1: I am the same size as the mephits, which I believe you said was small.
0: You And you're a mephit.
1: Yes, I am a magical beast.
0: You are a mephit. Okay. Apparently, this has confused the stone golem and it cannot see you. And it does not notice mephits. It does not activate.
1: All right. I'm going to zoom on ahead dude man said we got to go past the second stone golem I only see one
0: yeah Mm -hmm. okay Hugo flies down the hallway and then southward seeing another bend in the corridor to the east all right round two
2: all right I'm gonna fly ahead 90 I see Connor there is another wizard statue okay holding his
0: staff in one hand and water was issuing in the other and uh, it's a large uh, 35 by 35 feet uh, 45 feet And there's a door on the
1: south wall.
2: I'll stop at the door. And that's a double move to get to there.
1: Hugo, you're next. Zoom on and be right behind Raskin.
2: Rhetan? Yeah.
1: I'm going to move 120 feet
4: this turn. I see the the statue, Mm -hmm. but I do not see anything
2: else right Right. now. So whenever someone is close enough, like within a square reach of me, I'll reach out with my tail and kind of like tap them with it to tell them where I'm at.
3: Okay. Aristotle, you're next. All right, 30-foot move to there, and then another 50 is going to put me there, and if I hustle, that's going to give me one more, which would put me here. Okay, that's round two.
2: Round three, move action to put away my metamagic rod, and move action to take out a potion of Cure Serious Wounds.
1: Hugo? I suppose I will wait for my allies. Uh, I'll get on the other side of the store that we're standing in front of, Raskin and I. Okay. Reading. i'm gonna move into this room that will be 20 feet oh hey there they are
4: yeah you smell them I, i'm gonna well i i see hugo uh-huh so i'll move next to hugo and i assume i'm next to a door yeah you're near a door okay aristotle
3: here i go flying again 40 i see my friends on the other side of the room and then i move over to them you're there you've avoided the golems all right you're standing in front of a door what do you do
2: pop a pop potion okay check for traps right Yeah, 19 health pack not bad And then, standard, I'm going to pop open the door.
0: Reeton was searching for traps. He discovered none. You say that. (laughs) I do. Do you still open the door? I'm going to take a five foot step back. And you open the door. You see a research center. Rows of thick wooden work tables occupy the center of this long chamber. Bookcases lining the walls hold hundreds of books and scrolls. Crates next to or pushed under the work tables appear to be filled with an odd variety of mundane items such as ropes, sticks, sacks, tools, and cookware. A dog on one of the tables looks dead, though its hind end appears to be made of some kind of metal. A few other animals pace back and forth in small metal cages. A house cat, a few rats, a snake, and a small white-faced monkey. In the center of the room stands this guy.
1: Oh, geez, get a load of this guy. (laughs) Man, this guy's making metal people. I want to make metal people.
0: He's wearing green robes and laid in gold. He's holding a staff over his head, and uh, he definitely, he's bald, and his hands look clawed, he's barefoot, and he's got what looks to be a rod stuffed into his belt, and his skin is mithril.
4: Oh, yeah. That guy,
0: okay. Yes. He does not, well, he notices the door open, and he is visual of that door. He might see me. I'm going to go ahead and roll a perception check for him.
4: Well, he might just see it as another method or whatever it's
3: called. Rick, you
0: Very could true. just be another method, which he's been killing.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that, that doesn't help the case.
0: Oh, me. yes, he's quite aware, so. I just got to get him to monologue. As soon as the door opens, he becomes aware, and he says, I thought I killed you already, and roll for initiative. And right. we will return next time on Rise of the Ruins.
4: Hey, I got a 19. Oh, hey, natural
2: 20 for a 19. Nice.
3: Woo. Got a 22.
1: <laughs> roll a natural 1 for a 10. Damn.
3: Initiative. I'll say
1: goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.
3: Goodbye. 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 <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs>
1: What Hugo was thinking of doing was walking up and speaking to him in Aquin and being like, Mr. Silverman, Mr. Silverman. I was exploring the ruins and I found this adventurer. He was wearing yellow robes and a mask and he gave me this book and I can't read any of it. I was thinking
3: maybe you could read it.
4: (laughs) What book was that?
3: The King in Yellow, of course. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm.